Hey, hey, hey. Give it up for Smooth Burrito. I'm Frank. And I'm Trevor. That was good. Completely unexpected. <laughs> I figured out how to get one of those in at least once. Okay. Um, so yeah, welcome to another cyberpunk themed episode of the Smooth Burrito because We're holy punking. shit has a lot happened since we last recorded. Yeah, maybe just a little bit. I don't know. You know, just a couple of things. Yeah. Regarding cyberpunk. One, one very large thing with many moving parts. So I think... Given the fact that uh, our discussion on this is probably going to be so disorganized because so many things have happened, I'm just going to read the titles of these articles off, and then uh, we can talk about how you've actually been playing it a bit. I but first, it. have you been playing anything else? Uh, yeah. Uh, I played a lot of other stuff, actually, because I've kind of put Cyberpunk on the shelf, which we'll get into later. I, uh... I've been playing a lot of Hades lately. Um, How is like that game? It looked cool. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's in a lot of Game of the Year discussions, which I'm not sure that it should be necessarily. It's really good. It's very polished. Mechanically, it's sound. It, it's been a lot of time in early access, so that it, it apparently benefited from that. Um, the combat is great. The storytelling is minimal but significant, and um, it's super addictive. You know what I mean? It's one of those roguelites where it's very easy to lose time in it. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of those types of games, but I, I like this one a lot. I've also been playing um, more Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, they have like this winter update which seems pretty cool uh like holiday time where like they have like special um stuff going on in like your base with a bunch of like event style timed missions around like the holiday season which i thought was pretty cool um so i'm playing a little bit of that but uh, that's that's mainly it um so yeah, when when we get into like the holidays and stuff, I'll probably be spending a lot of time with some of my backlog games. But for right now, that's where I'm at. Nice. I, um, you know, I think I already gushed about New Vegas in our previous episode, right? Yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, it's a wonderful game. I've been playing more of that. I also had the pleasure of getting in to the closed alpha for Back for Blood, which, uh, if you're not aware, was that weird left yeah. thing from the Left 4 Dead creators that they showed during TGS, and all was also one of the three trailers that I gave a shit about during the whole of TGS. Um, but that game, so you'd think it's just Left 4 Dead, but it's really more like Left 4 Dead mixed with the killing floor. It is way more difficult than Left 4 Dead was really? on its easiest setting. Yeah, it's a hard game. We never we didn't win. That's like cool, we had actually. four like experienced that. people. They like Left for Dead, both Left for Dead experience and just FPSs in general. And like, yeah, it was difficult. We had to strategize. It's a very build focused game. There's this card system that you have where you like build a deck and you basically you pick three or uh, three or five at the start. I can't remember. Um, and then you have a loadout card that you always have on you. And then you get one card per either per round or per loss to add to the stack. And there's also, I think what they're going to allow you to do is 
The enemies also have a similar card system, and I think their eventual plan, at least judging by how it looks to be set up, is that they're going to expose that. So if you make the game harder on your like on their end, you can add more cards to your end, which might be really interesting. I played as a character who had like very good synergy with their secondary weapon, which was just a pistol. And he has a card that I made my loadout card that allows you to have infinite secondary. So once I found like the little submachine gun that they had, and I also had cards on me that uh, by the end of it, like of the good run at least, allowed me to have 30% damage uh, resistance when I was crouched and also made my accuracy when I was crouched better. So I was just basically like, I would either crouch in front of people and shoot or stand up behind or like crouch on something behind people so I'm above them and shoot because also the friendly fire in this game is ridiculous. Wow. I wasn't yeah. expecting that actually. It is a, like it's the, a very tactical game. Yeah. I hope I honestly cool. like the the really only the problems that we had with it were down to just it being in pre-alpha or beta depending on who you talk to. Like I think I'd consider it an alpha in that it's probably an alpha for the networking, but, like, the game itself looks pretty close to being done. There are just, since it's a networking alpha, there were a few pieces of jank that needed to get fixed. And right. one death soft lock that we found that I reported, actually, uh, where there's this ledge that if you walk off it, you can't get back on. But the, the special zombies in this game are fucking aggressive, and more than one of them make a habit of showing up at mm. a time. And there's one that can just, like, put you in spiderweb, essentially, and you can't get out. There's no way to struggle out or anything, like, if you mash. Um, you need someone to melee you. But I'm up on this ledge, and everyone else has ran off, so I just had to die. That was wow. annoying. But, but like... Other than that, a few other instances, the game needs polish, but I had a lot of fun, and honestly, I want to play it again, and I still have access to this alpha, so I'm going to see if I can get that together. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah it was I'm, a I'm kinda really hyped cool that. game. I actually went through, Nintendo does this thing, and it tells you, like, all the games you played the most this year, and I realized that I played Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, that Fire Emblem uh, crossover with Shin Megami Tensei. And those were my most, those were like my three most played games of the year. And then I also put like 200 hours into Persona 5 Royal this year. So I just like have this, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that I was like so obsessed with like Japanese role playing games. <laughs> <laughs> Snuck up on you. Yeah, it really did. Well, they're like... very, very good train games, and you spent a lot of time on the train. Yeah, I did before oh, yeah, this did. shit. Yeah. But like, yeah, um, Persona 5 Royal, dude, I platinumed that game on the PS4 and like just spent a ridiculous amount of time on with that game, even though I had already played and beat the original Persona 5 game. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh wow. god. I think now it's time to read these headlines. Yeah. Just starting from the top chronologically, uh, as they were added to the list, I have not tried to order their order these at all. Right before release, CD Project Red shows exclusive RTX 3080 Cyberpunk 2077 graphics card. Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer will be a standalone product. I wonder why that is. 
Cyberpunk 2077 involved months of crunch at CD Projekt Red despite promises. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 has an unavoidable epilepsy trigger that somehow got past certification on both companies. People are trying to send epilepsy-triggering videos to the journalist who found the epilepsy-triggering segment of Cyberpunk 2077. There are mods. That's, like, the only piece of good news I have, I guess. People are already doing mods. There are some interesting visual ones out there, and I look forward to the modding this game. Cyberpunk game reviews take win out of CD Projekt sales. Uh, the AI of Cyberpunk 2077, an in-depth look at the worst AI in modern gaming. That has some meat to it. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 dev admits poor performance on PS4 and Xbox One offers refund and future passes. Or future patches, rather. CD Projekt Red changed developer bonus structure after Buggy release and, like, unlinked it, uh, from the Metacritic, which was honestly pretty good. Cyberpunk 2077 dev promised refunds it couldn't actually guarantee. Uh... Cyberpunk 2077 costs CD Projekt Red failures $1 billion of wealth due to glitchy release. Cyberpunk 2077 PS4 and Xbox One versions was ignored, CD Projekt Red admits. CD Projekt is adjusting Cyberpunk 2077's distracting amount of dildos. Uh, Cyberpunk is taken off... I don't even have a card for this one. Cyberpunk is taken off of all Sony platforms... Because they got pissed off at CD Projekt Red because they had to give out refunds. And finally, Cyberpunk Game Maker faces hostile staff after failed launch. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> um, I guess uh, you haven't been playing it, so I guess I'm the only one that no, I time with it. I waited. So, I got it at launch. I have it on PC. I have a pretty decent pc to run it i have like an rtx 2070 super ryzen 7 uh you know an ssd and shit like it's it is perfectly capable of running cyberpunk at decent settings um and first impressions were good because the game looks great on pc like graphically they're using a lot of um, very good new gaming tech in terms of like graphical settings and lighting and how things work and they really kind of went out all out with the whole ray tracing and it's very customizable on how much ray tracing you can use to kind of get it as good as you can possibly get it to look on the hardware you're using um so i was like yeah i'm like this is awesome but um, it's very hard to get it where you want it because the game consistently like dips and goes up 20, 30 frames per second multiple times in a matter of minutes. Um, so it doesn't matter how good you get it running. It's going to run like shit um, while you're playing it, especially for long periods of time, and you'll find yourself adjusting settings consistently depending on what you're doing and where you're going in the game unless you have like an rtx 3090 and you spent like five thousand dollars on your computer um so that was a hassle and then there's just a lot of, even on pc where everybody's plotting this game for existing 
Um, there's just a lot of really buggy, glitchy shit that makes this game feel bad and gross to play. Um, it's immersion breaking. Uh, it takes you out of it completely. Like I'll be in a cutscene talking to like somebody or something, and I'm like really in it. And then like trees in the background will disappear and then reappear and then disappear and reappear again. Somebody will start like floating in the background or like a car will crash into another car and then it's just like sitting on top of it. And it's like like just a bunch of random weird shit is going to happen that just completely takes you out of it. Um, and that happens like literally all the time. This is not just like every once in a while. Oh, every once in a while it could be immersion breaking. It's like constantly, dude, like all the fucking time. And so I got maybe 20, 25 hours in. Um, I didn't mainline the story. I spent a lot of time doing side shit. Uh, so I've met a good majority of the characters, though. Um, I do think the voice acting is pretty solid. Uh, the story itself seems to be going somewhere interesting. But this whole bit about the AI being the worst AI is on point. Um, they kind of like I wanted to go into this game to kind of be like this net runner fucking hacker and do like a lot of stealth shit and up my like hacking skill tree so I can like feel like a fucking stealth badass and just you know approach shit the way I want but the game really forces you to play one way and that's just go in guns blazing all the time until you're like 30 hours in the game and you have enough skill points to unlock just a ridiculous amount of massive points into you pour all these points into stealth so that you can do all kinds of shit that you weren't able to do in the beginning so like the first 15 20 hours where you're completely underpowered you're forced to just like plow through everything which is obnoxious yeah it's so annoying and all the clothes are have like armor and gear scores to them so you have to wear certain clothes to get like your armor up and they are almost always the stupidest looking outfit is the one you have to wear oh yeah because all the stats are probably randomly assigned and so it's like you end up wearing like i don't know fucking top hat and like some mc hammer pants and like a ripped tank top or something and you look like a fucking jackass and it's just I don't know, man. This game just, it doesn't seem. The appeal and the marketing was like, be this cyberpunk badass and this cool open world. And the expectation was set that, you know, Cedar Project Ray was going to make a polished game. There's even an article saying like they expected it to launch and be as polished as Red Dead Redemption 2 was at launch, which. <laughs> that went well. Get the fuck out of here. Like, it, it wasn't done. They, they set this unreal expectation and they did it to themselves. They marketed it this way. In interviews, they said like certain things that made you think that this was going to be ready. They delayed it like four fucking times. They worked on this game and announced it like eight years ago. They cut an hour and a half slice and an e3 presentation like three years ago showed it to people and it was the best thing since sliced bread because that was probably the all they had done in the game 
That and also like that. that, like, what they showed there was really... I, I noticed it when they showed it, too. I was like, this seems really limited. What are you hiding from me? Oh, yeah. It was very scripted. And so, yeah, that that's how I feel about it. They are, like, the patch notes that they've been putting out for the past couple patches have been insanely long. Oh, yeah, um, I'm glad. And so they are fixing stuff. Yeah, um, I'm sure that, like, honestly, how I'm how I'm looking at this, outsider looking in, I have a few friends who bought it. I have multiple friends who are excited to buy it and that didn't. I suppose I would be in that latter, latter category. But, like, the way I've been looking at it is it seems like every single bug that they had was something that they marked known shippable that, like, they were hoping to fix before it got out the door, and then they didn't, at least on PC. Console is a completely different story. But I want to just read this uh, article that someone on Reddit put together that is the AI of Cyberpunk 2077, an in-depth look at the worst AI in modern gaming. Um, so we all know that CDPR promised, like, oh, innovative real-time AI, AI systems. Thousands of NPCs will have actual daily routines throughout night cities. Six districts, blah, blah, blah. Let's uh, talk about how the AI works. There's no NPC day-night cycles. NPCs spawn and despawn outside of the player's view. There's not even a number to represent the NPC that then goes and does things. If an NPC is doing an action, they will do that action forever until the player moves. NPCs that are not story side quest related have one dialogue reply. If one NPC is assaulted, every other NPC in a large circle around the player will crouch to the floor in the same animation, even if they did not see the original assault. NPCs in a car will follow a specific route. If that route is even slightly interrupted, for example by your car, they will cease to move forever until you remove the obstruction. NPCs in a car will not attempt to move or exit their vehicle if you assault them with bullets or another vehicle. NPCs will not acknowledge the player if they run the player over with their car. NPCs will not attempt to steal their vehicle back if you steal it from them. NPCs will not attack you or defend themselves in any way or form, even if engaged upon with just fists. Police spawn around the player's vision when the player is wanted forever until they attempt to hide or drive away. Police do not attempt to question, warn, or arrest the player for even the smallest crime committed, for example if you bump into them or accidentally enter a private area. Police are incapable of driving cars and chasing the player if they drive away. Police will not attack hostile targets like gangs if they are not already doing so in an activity. Police will know the player has attacked an NPC in the middle of the Badlands and spawned next to the player without vehicles. NPCs will rarely thank or acknowledge the player if they are helped by the player. Well, whatever, that one's whatever. Scripted NPCs that have dialogue will say their dialogue and then proceed to stand there forever. They will also repeat the same dialogue if the player leaves the area and visits again later. I have seen bugs in this game where someone was T-posing, hanging out the top of a car that didn't have a sunroof with their bare ass hanging out. I have seen someone's penis get stuck on no matter what pants they put on. I have seen a cowboy leaning over nothing in a very odd fashion in hot pants and no shirt, just standing there, and you wait for a couple seconds, and he just goes, man, fuck this country! That one was pretty funny, actually. The, the thing that I have one of the biggest issues with is, like, one, and I, and I know that it's, like, not an unpopular opinion, but, like, the expectation was this game was going to be great, right? Yeah. That it was going to be the best thing that CU Project Red has ever done. They have the experience from the Witcher games, which 
consistently got better with each release. Witcher 1 was good, Witcher 2 was 10 times better, and Witcher 3 was a fucking hit. Um, and then they came out with Thronebreaker, which was great, Gwent, good. Um, but those are all in the Witcher universe, and so they had to do something completely new. This was clearly Rush, which makes me think something's wrong going on with that with the company like why were you trying so hard to get this out right now i'm guessing i don't don't get it why didn't you just announce like if if this article is true like why they didn't pay much attention to ps4 and xbox one why didn't you just announce it's not coming to those consoles sorry the backlash would have been there but it would not be as bad as it is right now and they had to know why that happened so maybe a deal, a signed deal. They, maybe like it had to appear on those, or it had to appear on those consoles. And in order for them to not like be in breach of contract, it had to appear at the same time as the PC version. So they couldn't even delay the console version separately. There was apparently mm. like just releasing it in general, because obviously on all platforms, even PC, the game's not done. There are unimplemented AI systems. There are bad workarounds, like when you fight the cyber psychos and you have to choose to spare them the way you do so is by not shooting them after they're downed which makes no sense and you know just unimplemented systems abound and they didn't delay the game due to shareholder pressure to release it and then the shareholders lost like 10 billion dollars yeah and now like the shareholders are angry about that and i'm just sitting here like what did you expect also Here's the number, by the way, I have to add, because there's a, there's three separate ways, really, that you can look at this. This is a disaster. There's more than that, but, like, just three initial ones that I can think of. This is a disaster from a video game player perspective. This is a disaster from a programming perspective. And this is a disaster when you look at it as the intersection between, like, marketing and, ironically enough, corporations and corporate ideals when it comes to making what's ostensibly a piece of if not art at least a piece of mass market entertainment but the score that shareholders were freaking out about and this was before everything hit the fan this was like um this is the fourth article down basically 91 percent on metacritic a 91 is too low granted it better not be there now like, it better be lower, but 91 out of 100 of 44 journalist reviews, this was even before the public got it, and they were worried about it. 91% is 91% of a, a perfect video game. You got 91% of the way there, which, by the way, they obviously didn't, but... No, not even close. Like, people are saying that you got 91% of the way de- there, and that's not enough for your game to be considered good? What universe am I living in? Where are our priorities at? Dude. It doesn't even make any fucking sense to me. There are some... The thing is, like, there's some really good... There's some really good shit. Yeah, there's, like... That makes this the most disappointing. Like, if the game was just bad, I feel like this would be so much better. Because, like, there's so much awesome shit about Cyberpunk 2077 that is just completely overlooked or pushed off to the side or ruined completely by its just unbelievable brokenness. I've never seen a more... I've never played a more broken game. I have not played Fallout 76 ever. 
because of how like unappealing a multi massive multiplayer fallout game is to me but also because of how bad the reviews were but this is the most the, like this is the most broken game i've wanted to spend a ton of time with because some of the characters are really good and when the game gets interesting it's really fucking interesting and some of the story moments inside stuff is like really intriguing there are some very cool world building moments in this game the city is got tons of like hidden shit and every nook and cranny um but it's just it's so hard to play it yeah even, it even makes though, it really like, difficult the positive reviews from reviewers that i trust that i've seen are tempered with the fact that you should really wait for this to get like a few patches and maybe some sort of Obviously, it's not going to be the game of the year edition, or ironically, it still could be because they apparently still sold 13 million copies even with the refunds. But, you know, game of the We Fixed It edition, whenever that comes out, Cyberpunk 2077 colon 2.0 or something, which is probably what they're going to do. They're just going to get cheeky and put the build number at the end of it. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, and you know, the the fucking, the crunching devs, by the way, that we apparently had to crunch so hard to get this thing out in time to crash land right before the holidays, they're still probably fucking crunching. Oh yeah, probably even more so now. And I did want to make it clear too, by the way, like, crunch is not what you do to make a bad game good. Crunch is what you do to make a game bad because a lot of yeah. these bugs are probably down to simple mistakes simple mistakes that are made when people are tired you transpose a couple digits in a double or something you enter like a text string wrong you call the wrong method or you just are stuck there having to hodgepodge together and like hack shit together because your deadline is apparently so fucking close and we can't delay the game because people are worried about losing money yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's like, it's a shit sandwich. And what sucks about it, too, is that I am still really appealed by this game. Like, this game looks like a game that I want to play, provided it works right. Yeah, me too, which is why I've shelved it. I'm not going to go back to it probably for several months, um, to be honest. Uh,. And I'll probably start it over from scratch whenever I do finally decide to go oh, back to it. Uh, the game is really cool, but it is... It's, like, worse than an early access game right now. It's, yeah, how did they even get past... Like, talking about that epilepsy thing, how did that even get past certification? How did that I get know, past, <laughs> like... It hurt my... I'm not... I don't, I don't have any risk of that. And I... When that... Like, I got to that part pre-patch and saw it and that like hurt my eyes yeah like, that's apparently very person. similar to like the like patterns that they use to intentionally trigger seizures and epileptic people yeah it was terrible i was like what is this i like close my eyes yeah but like just that alone and then i saw 
I saw someone on Twitter who was like, blame Sony and Microsoft for certifying a bad game. Like, that's not just the rubber stamp that you get out the door. The the good job medal that you get. The Nintendo Seal of Quality, I know, I know it's not on Nintendo Systems, but that's the original console certification. Never this really mean anything. This year actually makes me appreciate a lot of the, like, shit that Nintendo puts out, even like the stuff that I don't really like that they put out, like most of the games that Nintendo makes like first party still to this day in, in 2020 is shocking to believe that most of them are extremely polished for what it's worth. Well, yeah, like um, because they believe in releasing functional video games instead of early access messes. By the way, I do have another thing that I want to read out that I just find hilarious. So there is a bug where, on PC, if your save file gets bigger than 8 megabytes, not 80 megabytes like I originally thought it was, 8 fucking megabytes, it'll corrupt. Just flat out corrupt, fuck you. Not like stop you from leveling or crafting things or anything. It'll just corrupt the save file and you have to start again. Here's the statement that CDPR put out on this bug, because it's obviously a bug, because it doesn't happen on consoles. Not all games are designed for unlimited endless play. Not all games are designed for new game plus 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 etc. CP 2077 as of now seems to have been designed with upper limits in place, likely to avoid issues elsewhere in the engine just like The Witcher 3. The workaround for now? Don't do it. Play the game until the end and start a new game. Don't continue saving and reloading game character for too long. Don't craft thousands of items at once. Is that ideal? No. And hopefully it can be worked out in the future. Although, maybe not. No game that CDPR has ever created has ever been designed for ongoing, unlimited play. New Game Plus was added into The Witcher 3 after its release. It was never intended. It was extremely difficult to get working without major issues, is capped at level 100, still gets wildly weird at higher levels, and there's no New Game Plus Plus. It can only be done once per playthrough. CDPR designs their games with a finite structure, with a beginning, a middle, and an end. They are not meant to be played on and on like Dark Souls, GTA, or an MMO. They are meant to be restarted from the beginning with a new character and played differently. Love it or loathe it, that's the design. So for now, right now, the best step is not to put the game in this sort of situation. It's the nature of the machine, or more classically, patient. Doctor, doctor, it really hurts when I do this. Doctor, then don't do that. Now the treatment can begin. So that has jack shit to do with the fact that they fucked up on introducing level capping into a save file. Something that has existed since... I don't know, Ultima Zero, probably? Probably earlier, a level cap? Like, I mean, at least everything has, like, the soft cap of level 99 or something. But, yeah. You know how big, and I don't want to give Todd Howard credit for anything, but you know how big a Skyrim save file can get before it starts fucking up? 40 megabytes! <laughs> Over four times bigger. credit for anything. I like well, Todd Howard, man. Give, I mean... For for all the buggy messes that Bethesda's put out, especially lately, I still like the I still like the guy. I I why? <laughs> I don't know what it is about him, man. Um, I, I guess he's a good know. he's a good talker, but in terms of the, he the is stuff a good talker. Released, didn't he start as like just a game programmer? Yeah, he supposedly was the lead designer on Morrowind, which I don't necessarily believe, given some of the decisions he's made in further titles, but... Yeah, he just started from the bottom, now we're here. But that's kind of Bethesda's whole story. They started off as a shovelware company. 
That's true, they did. I remember that. And now they're the shovelware company. And now they're a shovelware company. <laughs> anyway. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, let's give them a shot. Yeah, Seinfeld's going to prove us all wrong. <laughs> it's a game about nothing. I mean, Skyrim but... is like one of my favorite games of all time. So, like, I just got to give them a little bit of cred. I have a complicated relationship with Skyrim, and I think it just comes down to the fact that, like, they improved the combat over the previous, like, um, Morrowind system, and granted, they did this in Oblivion, but they improved the combat over the previous Morrowind system, where it's just whack, 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 and then you do damage based on a dice roll, because, while that makes sense in a pen and paper RPG sense, it really doesn't translate well into good player feedback when I'm supposed to be hitting an enemy. But then that was kind of really all they did. Like, you can dual wield now, but it still feels really slow and weird. I'm actually fucking around in yeah, Skyrim like, right now with combat Combat's mods not great, but the mod... Yeah, I was going to say, there's some mods that make it quite a bit different. But, yeah, the, the combat's not what I love it for. I do think... Like, the game is old as fuck, man. And yeah. for what it did in its time, in terms of just, like, being a... Like, actual living world kind of that you can just kind of get lost in and the trickle down effect of certain things that happen based on your actions just kind of still amazes me today that that came out in what 2011 yeah the oblivion sim system is actually even more advanced yeah i guess it's true like that that and like you know how long it took because skyrim had bugs on console like crazy yeah um, it did. you know how lo long Especially it took PS3. people to find like yeah, especially PS3. Like, the save file bug for that took at least a couple months to find, and it was a similar thing, where the saves would just, like, slow down and then corrupt. But, this, eight fucking, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's And so then they released that statement where it's just, like, shrug, I don't know. Like, if you know that you're gonna corrupt, well, apparently they didn't. But if you know that you're going to corrupt your save file at some point, how about you cap the fucking level off and make it so that I can't, like, craft things, but I can still maybe launch into my character and do all of the metric ton of side crap that you have put into the game. That is the most dense map I have ever seen in any it video is. game. Yeah. Like, I've Might seen be. people be unable to hit quest markers because there's another quest marker too close to it. Yeah. It's nuts, man. I don't know. This company on the whole, like... I think part of what pisses people off about CDPR and about Cyberpunk so much is that every time they make a mistake, they seem to release a thing that instead of saying, hey, we're sorry, we understand, we'll fix it, is basically, well, nuh-uh, but we'll fix it anyway. Well, you guys just didn't see it this way. Yeah, you're not using... You're not holding it right. It's the well, Apple thing. <laughs> we did it this way because of this, but fine, if you want it that way, I guess we'll fix it. I guess we'll make the video game you want to buy or something. God damn it. No, we already bought it. Well, it's I didn't a fucking buy problem. <laughs> I might be getting did. a copy still... of it from my work secret Santa because I, I also, put in for that, but I also um just want to say like all their apology letters that start with dear gamer piss me ah! off. I hate being called gamer. Yeah. I'm just a person, dude, that bought your game and I'm no, disappointed you're by it. Doritos. You're not you're not disappointed like a, by anything. Look at look at these double XPs that you can get on this Red Bull can. Fucking gamers, dude. They don't <laughs> like our cyberpunk game. Attention, gamers. 
We have not made this game correctly. Please stop playing it. You can yeah. get a refund. Don't, oh, wait, don't, no, you can't. They literally sent out a paragraph that basically says, don't play our video game too hard, it'll break. So ridiculous. I just... I don't... Like, I'm sure this game is going to be fine in, like, three to six months, right? Like, I honestly... I don't feel like... Pe people have said, like, some of the side quest shit has been on the ground, and, like... Some of the, uh, like you were saying, some of the options that you have for, like, stealth versus combat, that's also thin on the ground. I don't think that it's that those systems are bugged or, like, just weren't implemented. I think they're not done and have been coded around. Because that's really what it seems like. It seems like this game was just kind of sewn together enough to make the main quest playable, and that's it. Right. And it's still just out there spilling its fucking hamburger everywhere else it can. Like, uh, and I was waiting for this game since they announced it, too. This is disappointing. Yeah, I was very excited for it. But, uh, hey, this this brings me to my next point. Don't pre-order anything, ever, period. I don't care what yeah, it is. Don't trust big game development companies. No, not at all. If, like... Don't. If you can't mention all the people in a game company on, like, two hands, don't trust them. I know. But, They're trying uh, to fuck you. They're trying to fuck you. Look, look to the, ironically, to the moral of Cyberpunk 2077, or at least one of the morals. Corporations will try to fuck you constantly. They only care about the, their, your money. They do not care about you as a person. You're not even a gamer to them. You're a gaming unit. You're a number on a spreadsheet. Yep. And the only way that we have to make any real change in, you know, our relationship to this shit is to just flat out not buy it and, like, don't engage with it until the product is acceptable. If you have already bought it, like what you're doing. Right. Because I'm I sure mean, that, like, you, you're 25 hours in, you can't get a refund on yeah, anywhere. No. I mean, I could have played the first two hours and saw enough bugs that I could have just been like, yeah, I'm not ready for this yet. And then got a refund for it but i was like i don't know i like the game i liked what was there i wanted to play it more and whenever enough patches come through i'll, I'll definitely be returning to it oh yeah i'm super excited for honestly i'm excited for playing the main game in a stable state and also for mods and dlc because i think people are going to be able to do some very interesting shit with what the with what cdpr has laid out in this world i don't know if there's any sort of sdk right now but it wouldn't be surprised it wouldn't surprise me if they released one honestly like what they need to do is they need to do pull a bethesda and be like hey fix our shit and then go further than the bethesda and actually incorporate those fixes back into the video game yeah by the way they're re-releasing skyrim again did you see that on what? Uh, um, PS5, I think? They announced it at TGS. Todd Howard got a fucking ad in for Skyrim at the 2020 TGS. He's Are you talking a about the Game Awards? Yeah. Let me see. What? Yeah. I saw that and I was like, Are you kidding me? Of course they would do that. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, I'm sorry. It's on PSVR now. So they just ported oh. Elder Scrolls VR. Interesting. I guess I should say TGA instead of TGS. TGS is something different. The Game Awards. Yeah. Despite the Dorito Pope Awards. Yeah. Yeah, they're coming. That was the announcement. It's coming to Game Pass. Okay. Well, of still course, counting it. Still counting it. I still saw it. It's coming since Xbox bought that shit. Honestly, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if it came in packages of Pop Tarts. It's on Amazon Alexa, dude. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about Todd Howard for now. Do we have anything? We, uh, let's let's let me just check this. Bethesda and fucking Elder Scrolls. Because you can't not because this is such a Bethesda move. Yeah. Like it doesn't help that like this game feels like it was trying to take on both Bethesda games, like Fallout and Elder Scrolls, and also Grand Theft Auto. Like that's the other publisher that we can talk about, like Bethesda and Rockstar, because. This game has combined the worst of both in terms of bugs. Rockstar makes somewhat polished games for the open world. And people like have talked to me and been like, how does Rockstar make something like GTA five and it launches like it does? And then you get this cyberpunk. I'm like, well, probably didn't hear about GTA five until it was like three fourths of the way done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you probably heard about cyberpunk before it was even before they even started working on it. That and it was just like I, an idea in someone's head. Yeah. I, I don't want to give Rockstar credit for this because I feel, still think that like Crunch is a bad practice no matter what, but like the Hauser brothers are the only like heads of studios, like large studios that I can think of who are insane enough to be programming in Crunch right alongside the people they're making program in Crunch. I don't think the yeah. CDPR heads are doing anything except taking like an early launch taken it early on yeah because there's no way that they had their face like like they weren't involved in the process of making this game or else who would release it in this state yeah i know i mean that there was like an article i read that the qa testers at cdpr were shocked that the game was out they were like wait the game's still coming out like i'm sure that the qa testers were like this has to be delayed like they're like I can only imagine. Yeah, that AI is just not done. Like... I don't. I don't. Oh God! Can you imagine QA testing on like what's the weakest console, the base Xbox One? Yeah. I mean, like this runs at ten frames per second, dude. I need more paper, dog. I can't write down all these bugs. <laughs> like, I can't. You can't play it. It's basically unplayable. Hey, cre credit where credit is due. It didn't hit 10 frames per second lowest. It hit 12. Oh, okay. It's 12. two whole frames. Two frames. Yeah. <laughs> 12 frames per second. 12 frames a second on what is supposed to be the game. Like, the game. The game. The biggest game. Like, this was supposed to be the biggest release in gaming history, essentially, I think. Was the they idea. put The Witcher 3 on the fucking Switch. Damn it. They could yeah. have made this run on an Xbox One. It's just, they needed more time. Oh yeah, they, they fucking, like, they need more time. They needed at least, like, another year, I think, 
my yeah. opinion. I think this should be like a fall 2021 game. But at that point, they've been like, man, like people will have PS5s by then. You know what I mean? And PC, it won't be that. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of pressure for them to be like, look, the new like new NVIDIA cards are out. You know, this can really put, this is like the first game that can really push those. Oh, yeah, they like um, they were totally selling. Like, you know, we have the Cyberpunk exclusive RTX 3080. They were totally yeah. duct taping shit into this engine in order to push, like, new features. The ray tracing on everything, just the like... The fucking film grain is awful. Yeah. Like, they have, like, a bunch of, like, weird settings in this shit that I just turned all the fuck off like so it's um, some of the things that they chose to throw in there were clearly for show and obnoxious yeah and honestly like a lot of the game and this is probably true too a lot of the game to me looks too fucking bright like their lighting model is wrong which granted that they had to put ray tracing in the game probably when they weren't planning on putting ray tracing in the game would make sense yeah the I will say, like, the ray tracing implementation is done really well in most cases. Um, I turned ray trace shadows off because, I don't know, there's not a ton of reason to have that on. And, like, when the, like, just regular shadows work just fine. Yeah, um, like, the, the CarMax reverse stencil method that everyone has been using gives you accurate shadows. I think you have to apply a bit more math to it if they're, like, to get them to bend around objects correctly, but... But, like, the ray trace lighting has, like, five different settings, like, all the way up to, like, Psycho or something. And then uh, reflections, the ray trace reflections look really fucking good. Especially in, like, the city with the neon signs and shit like that. I just realized something, too, and I'm not going to address it super hard because, honestly, smarter people than me have already talked about it, and people who are closer to issues like this have already talked about it, but we didn't really talk about any of the, uh, um, how can I describe this? Uh, co commodification of tr the image of trans people in the story, which can be taken as transphobic i the thing is i too i haven't played like the game so i just have in front of me what's already out there and they led they also like the marketing just in general led with this weird gross kind of edgy tone and even when i'm watching videos of the game i see like pictures of what looks like orville redenbach are getting ready to eat ass as like an advertisement yeah. as an advertisement like yeah. i don't think and you know, this is now getting into a writing complaint more than a technical complaint, but I don't, like, advertising is going to get more lurid as, honestly, dressing trends get more lurid, of course. Like, you know, the people wear more revealing clothing now than they did, and you can extrapolate that trend onward. It's just kind of a fact of life. But I don't think that we're ever going to get to the point where there's just going to be, like, a naked ass on screen with a dude underneath it just fucking smiling like, I'd buy that for a dollar! I don't see it happening. Right. I don't I don't see dildos being in like the lobby of the local cyber McDonald's just because Yeah, it was in some cases it seemed like it was just like a parody 
They made dildos a random drop. Yeah, I know. It was like, stupid. it's a bad idea. And I, I do feel that a lot of this does feel like a parody because they're, like... There are probably people on this writing team who have read these, you know, the cyberpunk greats, William Gibson, um, like, they've watched Ghost in the Shell, they, they are, like, they are somewhat in the know when it comes to cyberpunk stuff, and then there are people who just read Snow Crash, or even just saw some superficial crap and assumed, oh, hey, that's what this is, and, you know, you get both, but... I'm also partially talking out of my ass because I haven't played this yet. I haven't been able to engage with its writing personally. I'm just going on third-party uh, stuff that I've heard. Yeah. But I, no, I think uh, I think that's really all I have to say on it. Like, I don't... There's multiple reasons why I didn't end up buying it. I, did, like, I didn't end up pre-ordering it before release, not because I thought it was going to be buggy, but because I just didn't really like the attitude that they took where they were, like, you know, when, when I don't want to say when development of this game started because it wasn't supposed to be that, but it feels like it might be when development of this game start actually started. They announced, hey, we're not going to have crunch, we're making a stand, we're taking a vow, blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, oh, hey, we have to do it anyway, never mind. And then there were reports that they were crunching even after they said that before they told people. Yeah, I'm sure they were. And I can understand every dev crunches, like, if I if I want to remove crunch-made games, I'm just not going to be playing a ton of video games at all. So I don't think I can go that far, but, like, it was enough to put me off of buying it, and then I just saw it hit the fan, and I was like, well, I have enough of a backlog to where I can skip this. And I think that's where most people can should be, to be honest. Like, Yeah, there's so be... many games, dude. I have so many games I haven't played yet. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously. I still have I a have Resident like... Evil 2 download on my Steam that is just paused. I have literally, like, five games I bought and I haven't even opened yet. I think that uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw might be my game of the year by virtue of the fact that it's the only game I played that came out this year. Really? Yeah. I feel like we should do a game of the year discussion on our next podcast. We should. We absolutely yeah. should. I need to figure out what that looks like, and mine might be something hokey, hokey like best game I played this year. I played a lot of games, and I finished maybe like 15 games. I should actually so. take notes on like what I've played and completed and shit. I do that. Uh, when I beat a game, I usually write it down. Like, I have, like, a list of games that I've finished. Oh, that's like, right. Like, that I've actually finished. And then a, ga a list of games that I've that I platinumed. Um, but yeah, if, if, like... Unless the game you're playing is, like, Madden or FIFA or Overwatch or Counter-Strike, Street Fighter, something that requires competitive play where you need to get the game as soon as it drops in order to practice essentially and that's very few people like i'm t that's basically like that's actually mostly just professional gamers or if you're someone who feels like you need to have the competitive game because all of your friends are playing it sure buy that game for single player experiences like cyberpunk at this point you're just better off waiting at least three months i'd say on anything 
I don't care what it is. Or at least waiting the requisite couple of weeks to find out whether or not it's actually finished and not a buggy mess where a car that you summon will just randomly explode for no reason. And I saw another bug where a dude stole a car. And I don't know if, like, the normals were aligned wrong or something, but he starts trying to go, and the car, instead of going straight, just starts rolling end over end, and then explodes. It was hilarious. Yeah, I've seen that one. It's actually really, that is actually really funny. That's my favorite one, I think. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, that one is, that is great. Either that or the cowboy yelling, fuck this country, which is honestly just, like, a great little snippet of video to pass around. Right. I had this situation where I... <laughs> I was trying to get, you had to like get to the back of this club that had like a security guard that stood in front of the entrance and then you had to go wait and then go back. So I did that all that. I waited and then I went back and he was like to the side and it glitched out to where like I had to talk to him to get through it, but he was off to the side. So I couldn't walk to the back of the club until he moved back. So I got him to move back, but then it wouldn't let me talk to him. So I had to do like this crazy ass shit where like I jumped over him to get to the back of the club to talk to the person I needed to talk to to progress the quest. And I was like, this is obnoxious, dude. Yeah, that sounds like a real fucking mess. And I think that games are going to increasingly be released in this state until like either either we as, for lack of a better term, gamers decide that this stuff doesn't fly or they'll just say that everything's in early access and like nothing will actually be released until it's already patched up to being complete essentially which will take you know months to to a year anyway but i do feel like it's this just like the, the people at cdpr the people making the decisions they do face pressure from gamers like regular regular ones who don't want shit delayed and also the psychos who will send death threats which we already covered previously but they also face pressure from the shareholders to release this thing so like the the people in the room who are saying hey we should probably think about not putting this out are definitely in the minority compared to the psychotic twitter hordes and uh members of financial like boardroom meetings and shit so I yeah. can understand where it came from, but it has to stop. I mean, the people sending death threats are the same people fucking trolling them on Twitter right now, super pissed that the game's a buggy mess. Yeah, that too. So. Like, because, honestly, capital G gamers are really annoying and probably should not be able to message devs on anything at any time. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I think that's all for me. Well, yeah, that's yeah, all for me. I'm good. All right. Well, on that note, uh, we will see all you gamers next time. Later.